Welcome to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I'm Ted O'Gorman. So, Ted, here's the pitch. It's a sketch where we're basically ourselves, but we host a comedy radio show during the 1940s. Gives us a chance to play with the humor that was popular during that era and do some uh, old-timey voices, kind of like the Martin and Lewis-inspired sketch from last season. The 40s? When in the 40s specifically? I, I don't know. I didn't think that was super important. Let's call it 44. Well, you'll be hosting that show by yourself. Why? I'll be in Europe fighting the Nazis. You may be okay not defending your country, not me. I bleed red, white, and blue. Presumably, you paid a draft board doctor to classify you 4F. Typical. You were probably running around your house sanding it down to pinup girls while I was in parachute school. After all, why would you want to disrupt your lavish radio star lifestyle to risk life and limb to serve Uncle Sam? Oh, and I'm just now remembering that your grandfather was German. What's wrong, Mike? Can't go against the Fatherland in case they win? Hedging your bets by not picking a side, huh? Let me tell you something. The only good crowd is on my hot dog while I'm watching Jolt and Joe DiMaggio hit one at a Yankee stadium. Well, okay. DiMaggio wasn't really a home run hitter, but, uh... You know what? Those are some things to think about. How about we change it to 49? 49? Uh, yeah, I can do 49. That's a completely different story. Except I'll still be hosting alone. Why, Mikey, the war was over by 49. I'm back stateside, baby. Sadly, Ted, you died. You're saying I died during the war? No, you never even saw combat. You worked as a mess hall dishwasher. Came back without a scratch. You died breaking your neck in a violent fall down the subway stairs after your old radio partner intentionally pushed you and then paid a cop to say the stairs were icy and it was an act of God. So 44, you said? That works. I can do 44. That's what I thought. Are you tired of taking the 405 to the 10, working for eight hours, and then taking the 10 back to the 405 every day? Does your thrice-daily shot of wheatgrass just not taste quite as earthy anymore? Well, maybe muggle pursuits aren't for you. Baby, it's time to update that special skills section of your acting resume and head on over to Hogwarts LA for some inclusive, yet exclusive, socially conscious and super trendy magical training. At Hogwarts LA, once you pass your broom class, you'll never have to wait in traffic again. You can just fly over all those stupid muggles with glee. And guess what? Our brooms are emission-free. You'll get to your destination quickly and feel good about your role in healing our planet. My whole life, I wanted to be the next great extreme sports athlete. My adrenaline chasing ended when my chute didn't open and I splashed down in the Santa Clara River. My spine was shattered. My skull made a popping sound. And part of my brain leaked out of my ear. But thanks to the Hogwarts infirmary, they regrew my bones. Then they took pity on me and let me stay on as a house elf. Buddy boy, at Hogwarts, your headshots move. It's like having a second reel. Which is great, because most of my clients don't even have a first fucking reel. Love all my professors here at Hogwarts LA, except for Professor Larry David. He's always prowling the halls and correcting people's etiquette with his unwritten rules. One time he caught me drawing at my desk and he made me sit in detention for like five hours writing, I will respect wood over and over. My magic quill ran out. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Bald asshole. I wasn't sure if Hogwarts LA was for me. Then I toured the campus. 
Tupac's ghost lives in the upstairs bathroom. When he's not on tour, that is. I saw him live in 2011. I thought it was a hologram. It was not. I went to Hogwarts LA to see if any of the Halls of Wisdom and Prophecy could tell me what Steve Gutenberg is up to. I still haven't found out. Do you guys know? I went to Hogwarts and I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. Get Get sorted sorted for for life. life. Yep, yep. And now we present a sexually adventurous group of friends ordering brunch. I will have two eggs over easy, home fries, no toast, bacon, crispy, uh, but please not burnt. And I know that's a fine line, but uh, your best effort will be fine. And are those free range eggs? Because I can't with those factory eggs anymore. They are not. No? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just have the pancakes. Now, I know a lot of people think this is crazy, but I'd like a side of ranch. I get it. You think I'm nuts, but they do it in Denmark all the time. OMG, guys, did I tell you about my trip to Denmark? Jessica, you were there. You were the only London Bridge in Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I almost spent a call. You know, he let me keep that dog collar. Such a lovely culture. Very giving. Also not bad at taking. Wink, wink. Beautiful scenery. Oh, and the memories. Oh, and a black coffee. I need to wake myself up for round two. <laughs> Thank you so much. And and for you? Um, I'll have the breakfast delight special, but can I substitute bacon for the sausage? I don't think so. Okay, well, it really should say no substitutions on your menu. Oh, Jessica, when you let me thump my penis on your belly like it was a hollow log this morning, I felt like I was doing a number that Baloo would be singing in the Jungle Book. It was erotic, and it brought back a favorite Disney movie memory, so thanks. That was hilarious. I laughed so hard, I almost finished. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you didn't. That would have been a waste of those seven Viagra I snuck into your protein shake before we started. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why this is still going on? (laughs) (laughs) Don't, 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 don't touch it. It's very, very sensitive. Those, uh... Those are not pleats. Yup. You'll have that little teepee for about three more hours. I just love dosing people. I'm sorry. I actually think we can do substitutions. Can you guys, like... Oh, that's great. Then, yes. Um, the breakfast delight special with the bacon instead of the sausages. Nick, when I used your penis to stir my cocoa and then told you to stay in the corner until mommy spanked you back into the game, I thought you were really crying. <laughs> I really was crying. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I'll just start with the largest glass of water you have. I'm very dehydrated. Um, and then I know it's early, but can you do a Reuben? Yeah, our lunch menu's available. Good, good. I'll have a Reuben with extra kraut and two ramekins of Russian dressing on the side. Uh, onion rings instead of fries. And um, could you check with your kitchen to see if they'd be willing to part with a length of twine that is strong enough to restrain a grown man even as he howls to be released? Thank you so much. Oh, good call. I almost forgot to ask about the twine. Sorry, we're trying something later. (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, 
I'm going to go try and poop this condom. Uh, what? I'm just, uh, uh, I'll be right back with your drinks. This has been a sexually adventurous group of friends ordering brunch. And now we present something no one asked for, lost commercials from the 1990s. Why are we doing this again? Because, Jeeps, it's important to learn from history, even recent history. And what are we here for if not to educate? Whatever, just roll it. Whoa, you dudes are all wearing tired old jeans. Grass stains, holes in the knees. What gives? Whoa. Wow, those are neat up. These are cool. You think you look cool, but you look like everyone else. Don't you want to stand out from the crowd? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Then you got to check out Basting Denim. The only jeans you break in by roasting in the oven at 400 degrees and basting every 20 minutes with chicken broth. Then, after cooking three hours, put on while they're still hot. The jeans mold to your body, and you'll smell like a rotisserie chicken. Oh, cool, I love chicken. Using an oven and basting a pair of jeans is easy and safe, even if mom and dad aren't home. Kids as young as five can do it. So if you're no chicken, then you'd better start basting. Basting denim, the only jeans you cook hot to look cool. I can see why that one didn't make it. (laughs) Just think of how hot the rivets would have been. (laughs) It boggles the mind. (laughs) And yet, in 1997, I bought a pair. Wow. All the kids I knew that got basting denim either died or lived out the last of their severely burned days in insane asylums and could never smell chicken again without clawing at their horribly scarred thighs. Yep. So many of us 90s kids lost friends to basting denim. They smelled great, they looked great in the commercial, but trying on 400-degree jeans that have been diligently basted with chicken broth every 20 minutes for three hours isn't safe. And of course, we know that now, but we didn't know it at the time. During the 90s, there was absolutely no way of knowing that putting normal jeans in a 400-degree oven and soaking them in hot chicken broth through rigorous basting would be dangerous. So how'd you survive and not go mad? Oh, I used a crock pot, Ted, and I set it to low. That way, there was no basting. My jeans braised slowly over an eight-hour period. And that freed up junior high me for a torrent of masturbation. I mean, I really whittled it down. And then after eight hours, when I awoke from my post-self-coital nap, the crockpot had turned itself to a keep-warm setting, thereby allowing the pants to rest and cool slightly. So when I finally did try on my jeans, they were a cool 100 degrees. No burns for this guy. Yep, there he is, folks. The smartest guy I ever met. This has been Lost 90s Commercials. And again, all I ask is why? And now we present Song Lyrics Misunderstood by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, when I came to this country, I did not speak much English. I used movies, TV, and especially music to learn the language. But even after getting comfortable with English, I would still find new words or concepts and think, maybe they are uniquely American. I didn't realize that more often than not, I had simply misunderstood a conversation or the lyrics to a song. Take Carly Simon's incredible song, You So Vain, from 1971. 
I thought the lyrics was, I had some dreams there was Klaus in my coffee. Klaus in my coffee, you're so vain. I thought that's insane. What's the man doing in Carly Simon's coffee? How big is this cup of coffee? How small is this Klaus she sings of? I hoped that the coffee wasn't too hot or it could hurt Klaus. Is this how Americans want to treat German-Austrian men? It felt terrible. I called my mother in Austria and said, I think I've made a huge mistake. Carly Simon and other Americans want to put people like me in large cups of coffee. And of course she just said, I told you so. I did not sleep for a week. A year later, I saw Carly Simon at a dinner and I confronted her about it. I said, the man in your song, Klaus, was he based on a real person? Did he survive being placed in a bathtub-sized cup of coffee? Carly, do you have a problem with me? Do I remind you of Klaus? You want to put me in coffee? Do it! Do it! I'm here! I'm right here! Carly quietly explained that the lyric was, I had some dreams there was clouds in my coffee. She was very sweet and I felt very embarrassed. We hugged and I left. And on my drive home, I thought, clouds in coffee doesn't make sense either. Clouds live in the sky and when they get sad, they cry and make rain. Clouds can't go into a beverage. It wouldn't work. And that's when I realized Carly Simon is a psychopath and should be locked away for eternity. This has been Song Lyrics Misunderstood by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ted, I hereby dedicate this episode to grappling hooks. Have a strong relationship with grappling hooks, do you, Mike? More than you'll ever know. I've hooked my grapple to so many tall buildings. The jewels I've stolen, the paintings I've pilfered, the cash I've absconded with, you'll never know the full weight of my crimes. I once saw you return a pack of gum you thought you didn't pay for. Because that would have been small potatoes, my friend. <laughs> huh. All right. <laughs> I'll be right back with your drinks. Now just pant like you're running a little. <laughs> that sounds like she's turned on. I won't use that, but that's it's fine. <laughs> she's super into this swinger scene that she's, that she's getting out of the table. She's going to be dropping her number at the table. <laughs> it's the big twist. Ted, you can definitely stop down on this one, dude. That, that's a cut. Oh, that was that was confusing. So I thought Nick was gonna be me. I'm the voiceover. Yeah. All right, yeah, sweet. Yeah, notice that. Okay. <laughs> Bad fictitious naming on my part. Seriously. <laughs> just went with the first one. Thought. Maybe you texted me at that exact moment, and I just went, All right. Yeah, that's a fine name. <laughs> you think you look cool, but you look like everyone else. Don't you want to stand out from the crap? Was that Polly Shore? Little Polly Shore? Yeah. Yeah, little Polly Shore in there. Give me a little uh give me a little rock and jock. <laughs> Ted and Michael Reed Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv because Mike loves jazz and he's sad he never learned to play the trumpet. 
This season of the podcast was recorded by Chelsea Cohen with editing, mixing, and sound design by Tom Kelly at Clean Cut Audio. This season was also produced in association with our dear friends over at Mischief Media. And I'm Jillian Pensavale, your executive producer. You can find full credits, including all of our incredible voice talent, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot. And look, I know there are two straight white guys with a podcast, but they're two of the good ones. So can you do us a solid? Thanks. Follow the guys on Instagram at Ted and Michael Podcast and individually at Ted underscore O'Gorman and at NP Smith NYC. You can also find Mike on TikTok at the same handle. For feedback of all kinds, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and stay weird, friends. Hold up. 